Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 401. Yes, sir. Uh, at the end of the day, the goal of all of this to bring it back to, um, you know, kind of back to even kill here is to make more money and to get more people and more eyes on into your restaurant or your business or organization. So SEO is a technique that uh, unlike traditional advertising, you know, if you run a commercial or a radio ad or something like that, you're just hoping that you hit your audience. But with SEO, they're telling you for the first time ever, hey, this is what I'm looking for. The, the user is searching specifically, you know, uh, a restaurant in St. Thomas or, you know, uh, Connecticut food court or whatever it might be. And you have the opportunity to uh, rank and ultimately drive business into your uh, into your organization uh, if done properly. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. There is no time to waste in the restaurant business, especially when an opportunity comes up and you need extra capital. Cabbage created a simple, flexible way to get a line of credit of up to $150,000, apply online, and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash unstoppable, and you'll get a $100 gift card when you qualify. That's cabbage with a K. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. Increase return visits by 200% with five stars. Five stars helps you build a database of your customers spend and visit behaviors. Five stars also helps you stay continually connected by automatically sending personalized offers and rewards. To learn more, head over to get.fivestars.com slash unstoppable or use promotional code unstoppable. And when you set up a demo, five stars will send you a $25 gift card to some of their favorite retailers like Target, Starbucks, Home Depot, and more. What are you waiting for? Get on it. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Seth Warby. Seth, my man, are you feeling unstoppable today? Of course I am. How could I not be? It's a beautiful day. The sun is out. People are going into restaurants and spending money left and right. And, uh, and we're driving people in. So, yeah, I'm feeling pretty, pretty unstoppable at the moment. Yes, sir. So backed by a decade of experience in the SEM and SEO fields, Seth Warby founded Champ Internet Solutions in March of 2009. A pioneering SEO strategist and web marketer, Seth's breadth of technological and business knowledge helped drive results in terms of SEO, e-commerce, marketing, and integrated solutions for Champ's clients, including many prominent restaurants and bars in Boston, Massachusetts. And I can't wait to learn a little bit more about you and what we're here to talk about today, SEO. But first, let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. Take it away, Seth. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's many mantras out there for Champ and, uh, you know, being, you know, the name of our company being Champ means you're the best and you're the leader and this and that. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things there. You, we used to go by work hard, play hard, but, uh, but that's changed over the years. Our mantra here is, and something that I preach not only in 
my business life, but also in my personal life is uh, start with the end in mind. And uh, the beauty of start with the end in mind, if you ask yourself that with any effort, whether be hiring new, you know, back of the kitchen staff or coming up with a logo or what you want on your website or whatever it might be in your business, um, whether it be marketing or operational, if you know what your end goal is uh, before you go ahead and move towards it, typically you have less mistakes and you get to that goal first. So a lot of what we'll talk about today and in general, um, what I live by and what Champ preaches here is um, start with the end in mind. And at the end of the day, our clients and, uh, and customers alike are happy with the end product because they get what it is they wanted uh, yeah. when it's all said and done. That is a great quote, and it's one of those seven habits of highly effective people, Stephen R. Covey. Uh, and you need to know where you're going to, to get there the fastest way. Like, if you don't know where you're going, then you're just meandering, you're, you're, you're driving in circles. But if you have a destination, then you can map out the best way to get there. Absolutely, man. I love it. Uh, great way to get this thing started. So, before we dive into today's topic, SEO, which is not the first time we've had somebody come on the show and talk about SEO, but that was like three years ago. And it's crazy to think about how much the world is changing. And maybe you might have some specialized knowledge that the past guests didn't bring up. I mean, like I said, that was three years ago. Things have changed. You might mention something that wasn't brought up, but what makes you an authority on the topic of just internet marketing in general in SEO? Like, Give us a little bit of your background. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I went to college uh, right as Google was being born. Um, I've been in the industry for oh, oh almost twenty years at this point. I think it's about fifteen to twenty or so. And uh, when I um I got a degree in in e business management, and the ability to uh, you know understand the theories behind if it's good for the user, it's good for the search engine, and what makes makes the search engines tick. Now, obviously, in that time, everything's evolved. iPhones and Tablets have been invented and search has just changed, but the world has become a more search centric place in the sense of, you know, we're searching everywhere from looking for our Game of Thrones and our, you know, cable box to going on our phone to find where we want to eat a good steak dinner when we're out of town to whatever it may be. We're constantly searching. So I gravitated towards that. Early on, I worked on big brands, Pfizer, P&G, Biography TV, uh, amongst others. Um, and from there, uh, started the search engine marketing department in the mid-2006-ish range or so for, um, for one of the largest privately owned web development firms in Boston and grew that to about the recession time period when I realized people were cutting dollars on marketing uh, and because they needed to save money. But at the end of the day, marketing is what brings people money. So, you know, for example, restaurants were closing their doors because they weren't advertising properly and people were trying to save money and not spend money, consumers uh, alike. So, you know, created Champ with the goal of driving traffic and helping businesses um, convert that traffic into paying customers or whatever their goal may be. So, yeah, the background is a a plethora of experience from web development to programming to uh, technical as well as theoretical knowledge of search optimization. And um, some would call me an industry expert. Others would call me a dork, but, uh, but I enjoy <laughs> it and know it pretty well. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I can't wait to dive in and learn something about SEO today. But before we really dive into um, the, the nitty gritty, let's just start Arial. What is SEO? Yeah, SEO is... Uh, an acronym to start, uh, search engine optimization. Um, what it means is it's the ability for your website to be found uh, by a certain, you know, 
by a searcher in a search result. So every user that goes to say Google, for example, which is over 90% of the searches taking place on the search engines at this point, um, but any user going to uh, a search engine such as Google that does a search, ultimately 100% of people see page one um, when they hit search of the results and then that number drops off tremendously page two, three and beyond. After page three, you're basically below 1% visibility. Mm -hmm. So what search optimization is, is the ability to work your business and your website in such a way that it will rank for the terms that you want to rank for. For example, you're in Boston. If you type in, you know, Boston Italian restaurant or something of that nature or best pizza in Boston, you know, if one of our clients were trying to focus on that, we might dive into those keywords and try to create content and an experience for the user that is a pleasant one so that the search engines enjoy it as well. Um, in return, the search engines uh, may make you visible. And uh, at the end of the day, the goal of all of this to bring it back to, um, you know, kind of back to even kill here is to make more money and to get more people and more eyes on into your restaurant or your business or organization. So SEO is a technique that uh, unlike traditional advertising, you know, if you run a commercial or a radio ad or something like that, you're just hoping that you hit your audience. But with SEO, they're telling you for the first time ever, hey, this is what I'm looking for. The, the user is searching specifically, you know, uh, a restaurant in St. Thomas or, you know, uh, Connecticut food court or whatever it might be. And you have the opportunity to uh, rank and ultimately drive business into your, uh, into your organization uh, if done properly. So search engine optimization, basically you're doing things, you're being proactive to be found. You're doing things to be able to get found easier. Correct. It doesn't just happen overnight. I mean, there are uh, some instances where people get lucky and, you know, Google knows that, hey, they're the authority in this space and they're selling red widgets and, and I don't care who else is selling them. We know they're the best. So let's rank them. Because remember, Google wants people to come back and use Google again and be loyal Google users. So by providing them a good experience to find what they were looking for, you're more than likely going to use that search engine again. Um, but yeah, there are a, a bunch of techniques, um, thousands of them, to be honest, that you can do to your site to help it rank better. But at the end of the day, there's really three core uh, things that you want to focus on. And I'll touch on those real quickly. And then obviously moving forward, in the upcoming webinar, we'll dive deeper into those. Oh, um, but look at you dropping, dropping teasers. I don't think we've mentioned the webinar yet. I like it, though. <laughs> hey, I, I want to build the audience. I hope they like what we have to share. I mean, our, our restaurant clients are killing it. They're bringing in new customers, um, larger parties. Uh, they're getting private events booked. I mean, if done right, you can really strategically uh, enhance your not only your business presence, but at the end of the day, increase your bottom line and your, your top line and get more revenue in as well. Um, but, you know, when it comes to SEO, really the three major factors are what are what I call indexability, relevancy, and authoritativeness. And at a 10-second view, indexability is the ability for your site to be found in Google. Think of every page on your site like a book, and Google's that library. If somebody goes to the library and wants to check it out, Google needs to know it exists. So that's done with some good coding. Um, you know, don't try to do it yourself have, unless you know what you're doing, you know, pay a professional to make sure that, you know, it, it's coded right. I wouldn't try to cook a, 
you know, a fancy filet mignon and push it off as a $40, $80 steak or anything like that. Admittedly, the thing would be charred. It would be horrible and there'd be too much pepper on it. I don't even like pepper. Uh, secondly, in um, authoritative or relevancy, sorry, is how relevant is your content. So, you know, are you going to rank for the word restaurant? Probably not. But are you going to rank for the word, you know, best pizza in a city or Italian restaurant or Chinese delivery or something like that? Odds are more likely that if you lock in relevant content to who you are and exactly what it is you focus on, you'll have a better chance. And then authoritativeness, in essence, is how Google views you. So, you know, doing a little bit of PR, having social media out there, uh, pushing out content, being involved in the community ultimately will boost your authoritativeness. Now, there are, like I said, thousands of techniques within those three core concepts, but at the end of the day, uh, and when it comes to SEO, everything can boil back to those three things. And if it's good for the user, it'll be good for the search engine and you'll be successful. So again, that was indexability, to, uh, relative, or sorry, rele- relevancy and authoritativeness. Correct. Okay. And not to tease it, but we will get into those in deeper detail in the webinar in early December. Okay, cool. Um, oh man, it's so tempting to pull back layers is what I do, but I've, I've got to leave something for the future. So uh <laughs> Okay. So what else did you want to bring up? I guess at this point, I have some bullets that your team sent over to me and uh, one of the first bullets is uh, building a beautiful, technically sound website. It doesn't sound like we've gotten there yet. Is that something you want to touch on? I mean, we can at the end of the day. I mean, it's really about the asking yourself and going back to start with the end in mind, you know, asking yourself some simple questions before you start an effort. What is, what is the action you want a user to take? What is, uh, who is your audience going to be? How are they going to find you? And I can't tell you how many people I've sat across the table from that are existing businesses, some existing restaurants, some big restaurant groups even. Um, and I will sit across the table from them and I basically say, hey, you've been around for decades or you've had these sites for X, Y, and Z years. What is it that isn't working for you? And what I find is a lot of times people don't start with the end in mind. So not to dwell on that mantra, but it's very important that, you know, anybody can design a very pretty website. I mean, beauty's in the eyes of the beholder. And admittedly, I'm not an artist, but I pay amazing graphic designers. So anything can look great, but does it do what you want it to do? Is your menu accessible? If you have delivery, is your phone number findable? Are your hours there? Are you able to book a reservation? Is open table integrated properly if you want it to be integrated properly or any other food or, or things like the, those types of activities. Do you have a web app set up or an iPhone app potentially down the road once you have all those other things with, you know, the ability to geofence and send people messages as they drive by and things like that. So it can get really advanced, but at the end of the day, you want to keep it basic to start and crawl before you run, but you want to know where you're running to. And if you don't know where that end line is or the finish line, then you're going to veer off path and you're going to end up running the Boston Marathon and ending up in Rhode Island, which isn't where you want to end up when the finish line is <laughs> yeah. in downtown Boston. So, Good analogy. Um, so <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm curious, you mentioned a, f- a few things, uh, features you want to have on your website. Will those actually affect your SEO, your ability to get found if you have like your hours and your like location and a map and a, a way to book a reservation? Does that all affect this, the, the searchability of your pod- or your, um, your website? Great question. So the user experience absolutely affects the searchability. Google will look at, or the search engine, sorry, I don't want to pinpoint them. (laughs) Search engines will look at 
the time on site people spend, how many pages they look at, if they're bouncing right back to the search engine within a second of landing on your okay. page, you know, basically that's telling the search engine, hey, this result might not be the best result unless the page is a page specifically around something that people can get that information. You know, if they, if it's an hour specific page and they get that information, then they bounce back. Okay. That's not a horrible thing, but to answer your question in a nutshell, absolutely. These features enhance the user experience, which in return makes will, them stay longer. Yeah. It makes website. it more, um, uh, enticing to Google or to the search engines to want to rank. you. Okay, cool. Thank you for getting into that. Um, so what about building uh, content keywords? We kind of touched on that a little bit, uh, the content and the keywords promoting. So when you're, when you're doing these keywords, are they actually like words used within the content, like the, the, the text that's within the website? Or are you talking about like typing in uh, keywords on the, on the back end uh, for search reasons? Like wh- what are we talking about there? Great question. So let's identify what a keyword is first. So there's two types of keywords. You have brand keywords. So people looking for your location, your restaurant, your people, your chef, your owner, you know, whatever it might be around your brand. It is uber important that you lock those things in and make sure that if somebody wants to find you for you, they can find you. Um, That's number one. Number two is uh, industry terms. So going back to the Italian restaurant example or best pizza example, a searcher who sits down to type Italian restaurant in Boston doesn't know when they sit down what they're going to find. They know that they're looking for an Italian restaurant or who they're going to find, I should say. So to me, that represents the larger opportunity because the brand stuff should be pretty natural. There shouldn't be a lot of competition for it. Um, if anything, it's can't beat them, join them right now that the people you'll be competing with will be the Yelps of the world, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the urban spoons and the Yelps and whatnot. So if you're going to, um, you know, you're going to more than likely see that your website or your restaurant ranks when you Google it in for those platforms as well. So you do want to be involved there, but going back to your question about how it works on the page, you definitely don't want to just stuff it in the code. Um, you know, always ask yourself if it's good for the user and then it'll be good for the search engine. If you're doing something that's just for the search engine, then more than likely it won't have as big as an impact as it, you know, once did back in 2004, 2002, when I first started this, I could throw everything in the code and mm-hmm. it would rank number one. But nowadays they want, they want it to be what's called natural or organic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, really focusing and looking at your architecture uh, of your site, you know, if you want to rank for best pizza in Boston, you know, potentially having a blog post or somewhere on your site, an article about how you have the best pizza in Boston. And if it's the page title and the header tag and all that, you can work with your developer to structure that stuff. Um, all of a sudden you're telling Google, Hey, I got a book about best pizza in Boston. And now when people search it, you have a better opportunity than your competitor unless they have that book too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Uh, I see a lot. I mean, I spent a lot of time uh, naturally on restaurant websites, researching my guests, trying to gather information. And I've noticed uh, there's that press page, right? Where people list their, their accolades in the press. Is that is that intentional to increase your SEO because you now you have articles with all those keywords? Or do, do you get access to those keywords if you're linking to an article? Or how does that work out? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So, um, you know, PR in general just helps build the credibility and the brand awareness. And obviously uh, a new customer, if they come in and see a best of sticker or a a Zagat's review or, you know, whatever, a TripAdvisor, five star, whatever it might be, um, 
these are things that add value to your business for sure. Linking out to the PR pieces isn't necessarily going to help your SEO too much. I mean, obviously putting that content on your page yeah. can't hurt. Can't hurt. Yeah. What is more valuable and going back to those three crux authoritativeness as one of them is if they link into you and that's the most important is trying to get them to link to you. If you can, Build your authority. For example, if you were, you know, let's take a, a different industry. Do you mind if I tap on the brakes real quick, Seth? Because I want to make sure I understand. When you say when you get them to link to you, you're talking about these press outlets linking back to your website. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So they carry an authority and their authority is, you know, Google used to call it Google PageRank. Now it's, you know, it's a trustworthy score, if you will. For example, you know, Boston.com is the major publication here, the Boston Globe, whatever, here in Massachusetts. And if you get a link from the Boston.com versus a link from uh, a website I built tonight called Cess Restaurant Reviews dot you know net or whatever, mm-hmm. the authoritativeness of Boston.com it carries what we call link juice. Not to get kind of geeky and gross on you, but we call it link juice in my industry. And what it is is the value of that link. So it's not all about quantity. You know, to go out and get two hundred links to your site. Well, now you're telling Google two hundred times, hey, this restaurant exists in this location. Well, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but one or two quality links could outweigh all 200 of those, or they could, or they could complement them and work together because in essence, Google says to itself, Hey, this site I trust. And now I'm going to follow this link to this new site is telling me that this is the best place to get pizza in Boston. Well, they trust boston.com and that's linking to your site. I want to curse and say shit for lack of better terms. <laughs> it's going to bring you in business. I don't know what the audience is here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, we'll no, go and see 17. Uh, been, we'll go and see 17. Been from far worse I interview, <laughs> I interview restaurant people. They have kind of uh, yeah, a reputation yes. for being, for so, keeping it and, real. And I work with, re- and I work with restaurant people <laughs> daily. So I, yeah. I know. So, um, <laughs> You mentioned something about uh, 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 I think I can't remember the, the the exact words you used, but you said like a a, a big referral. Uh, give me an example of what, what like a big referral would be, like your like a Zagat or like a Thrillist or uh, something of that nature. So at the end of the day, those don't hurt, but you got to remember that that's what they do for a living. So at the you know so more than likely, Google's devalue or the search engine have probably not. Not penalized. You do want those, but they probably devalued them a little bit because they see they push out thousands of those. So okay. it's not as exciting as, you know, an example would be a New York Times article. I'm not okay. expecting every restaurant to go and get one of those. But if you had an article about your restaurant in a positive light in the New York Times, that value for your business long term for the authoritativeness of your domain and your business itself is exponential to you know, some smaller bloggers or review sites. But with that in mind, not everybody can go get a New York Times. So for a lot of people, getting the smaller bloggers and review sites um, to talk about you and link to you uh, is very important. And then I absolutely subscribe to Can't Beat Them, Join Them. And what that means is, you know, Yelp is an authority in your space. So don't be scared of it. You know, you don't have to spend money on all their advertising platforms but at the end of the day, make sure your experience in any online community is optimized because ultimately that'll help with your search and or somebody looking for you might click on that instead of you. So you want them to basically get the same or consistent information so that at the end of the day, the end goal is for them to come in, ring the register, and hopefully 
order dessert and, a, and an appetit along, you know, along with everything else. So, you. so uh, you also in this bullet, uh, I think what we're talking about right now, and I'm trying to stay with you, but I'm um, <laughs> doing my best. I hope I'm doing well. Uh, promote content strategically to gain authority. It kind of, I feel like that's where we're at right now. Um, do you want to shine any more light on that? Or do you feel like we, we've covered enough? I mean, the only thing here is people don't like to be marketed to. So, you know, pushing out content like we have the best pizza is never going to, I mean, it's not never, but it's not the ideal way. I know I use it as an example, but what you want to do at the end of the day is get involved in the community and put out link bait or when I say link bait, things that people would want to hook onto. So, you know, top reasons why you should eat this type of pizza or, you know, you know, things to do to save money over the holidays and it's, you know, buy our buffet or, you know, whatever it might be, but coming up and, you know, doing donations in the community um, and getting involved with like businesses, typically spinning a story around something that isn't just, Hey, we're the best. Come on in. Um, and everybody can come up with something. You just got to be a little creative. Uh, I find that there's more success and it gives people a reason to want to write about you or hook to you versus, oh, they're just promoting themselves. So kind of difficult to do, but put yourself in those shoes when you're coming up with, with a strategy for this type of stuff. Okay, cool. Um, so we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back. To be unstoppable, most restaurant owners require extra capital from time to time. When you need funding to renovate, buy equipment, or manage cash flow, you don't have time to track down financial statements or wait weeks for a decision. That's where Cabbage can help. Cabbage gives small businesses access to a line of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and you'll get a decision right away. Since Cabbage is a line of credit, you can take the exact amount you need. You never have to reapply to take out additional loans and you only pay for the funds you use. Cabbage has helped more than 100,000 businesses from every industry with over $3 billion in funding. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and was named a Forbes Top 100 company twice in a row. Check out Cabbage with a K dot com slash unstoppable and you'll get a $100 gift card when you qualify. That's K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash unstoppable line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. Have you heard of the 80-20 rule? Well, if you haven't, it states that for many events, roughly 80% of effects come from 20% of the causes. How does this apply to the restaurant industry? Roughly 80% of your total revenue comes from 20% of your customers. That 20%, well, those are your loyal customers. Five Stars helps you get more loyal customers and helps you strengthen the bond between existing loyal customers. This method is so effective that Five Stars users have reported up to 200% increase in revenue. Set up a demo today and learn about their two newest features. Word of mouth, which allows your guests to share the rewards they earn at your restaurant with their friends. And network matching, where basically, if you get 100 customers to sign up, five stars will send you 100 new customers that have never been to your restaurant. To learn more, head over to get.5stars.com slash unstoppable. Or use promotional code unstoppable. And when you see a demo, five stars will send you a $25 gift card to some of their favorite retailers like Target, Starbucks, Home Depot, and more. Get on it. We're back and uh, let's talk about analytics and how analytics play into SEO. 
Yeah, absolutely. Great question. I mean, analytics in general, um, in not just in SEO, but in any business effort is are crucial and vital. Anybody who's not looking at analytics, whether it be, you know, data driven from internal efforts, uh, you know, either manually in a white, you know, in a notebook or whether it be all the way to uh, in-depth web analytics that show you where your visitors are coming from, what pages they're going to, what actions they're taking. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, uh, Google offers Google Analytics. It's a free software uh, that can be implemented on any website. Uh, I recommend it to everybody. There are other analytics softwares out there we use uh, with other clients, but for most restaurants, I'd say 95% or so uh, beyond just some bigger restaurant groups, Google Analytics will have everything you need at your fingertips. But let's talk about just the value of that. I mean, when you're doing SEO or any marketing effort, knowing your return on your investment is huge. Mm. If we spend all this time on ranking for best pizza in Boston, and then we look at the page around best pizza in Boston that we wanted to rank and that we set up to be our book that could be checked out of the library. If we see that it's getting a lot of page views or it's one of the top entrance points or that it's getting the action we wanted or that people are clicking to print a coupon you know, a great thing is to set up goals on your site, whether it be a form fill out, a reservation, um, a gift certificate, a coupon. You know, you can then track that back to, well, hey, I sold 22 gift certificates and let's see my sources. Oh, in analytics, I can go see, well, eight of those came from my Facebook page and 10 came from SEO and four came from my paid efforts. Well, I paid a thousand bucks for my advertising and I only sold, you know, $400 gift certificates. Well, I actually lost 600 bucks. So what you would do is start to make adjustments. You look at the analytics and like any traditional marketing circle, you want to strategize, you want to design and develop, you want to fully implement, and then you want to review the analytics. And then ultimately you want to come back to the top and go through that circle again and re-strategize what worked, what didn't. Oh, I put this call to action on my homepage I thought everybody in the world would click it. I was my son. It was my daughter. It was a beautiful picture. But you look at the analytics and it had a 1% click on thousands of visitors. Well, now you're wasting above the fold real estate on something that your users aren't looking at. But if you don't look at the analytics, you're always just going to think, well, that's a beautiful picture and I love it. So I assume my users are clicking it too or taking that action. So at the end of the day, analytics are – vital, not just for a restaurant, but for any business or organization trying to succeed with a marketing effort. And most importantly, trying to do it cost effective because, you know, I totally understand that you can only deliver so many pizzas and there's a ceiling in each restaurant. So you don't want to just be throwing away money to efforts that aren't returning results. Yeah. And that's what analytics can teach you. Yeah. And, you know, and on the topic of analytics, and this is kind of related, but uh, I would have I would have probably quit Restaurant Unstoppable uh, a few years back if I didn't have analytics to see that my efforts were paying off, that the the show was growing, that more people were downloading it, and when you know that there's an effect, uh, a cause for your hard work, or you know the, the hard work is paying off, there is growth. It, or I mean, it's not quite related because. I don't know. The thing is, when you know what's happening, when you have a picture of what's actually happening, it helps you make better decisions. Uh, in from this example, it, it helped me make the decision to keep showing up. But uh, yeah, analytics are huge. It, they really do help paint that picture of where your efforts are. Uh, are they, you know, are they providing results? So awesome stuff. 
Um, yeah, no problem. And they can be they can be addictive and obsessive oh, yeah. to, to look at. I mean, <laughs> um, you know that as a website owner and, and I alike. I mean, I have business partners that literally, especially in the e-commerce side, that will literally just refresh it every five minutes just to know, you know, oh, there's an order. Where did it come from? Oh, look at that. That thing <laughs> yeah. I did three weeks ago just made us X amount. Like, I'm going to do that again. So it's it's a constant ebb and flow. But uh, at the end of the day, it's about, instead of guesstimating, you're actually making educated, uh, data-driven decisions um, towards more success. Awesome. Cool. So uh, anything else on the topic of analytics you haven't touched before we move on to social media in the circle of trust? I'm really interested in that circle of trust. Yes, it is quite <laughs> a circle. It doesn't involve a cat catching fire or anything okay. like that. But, um, but anyways, maybe a cigarette on a roof. Uh, but anywho, um, the... Uh, the, no, analytics, the only thing I would leave the, the thought there is if you don't have it on your website, do it today. It's free. It takes two seconds. And uh, it's just a, you sign up at Google and they give you a JavaScript. You, either you or your developer just put it on every page on your site. And once you have it, you start getting data from that point on. You can't go back in time, but at least you can get a baseline and start to understand what's going on in, in your world uh, online. So Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Social media and the circle of trust. What are you talking about? Yeah. What am I about. So I hate social media, but um, I own a company that offers social media marketing. Um, uh, why? Because it's it's just become so much a fabric and part of our everyday life. Uh, but what do I mean and what is the value of it for a business? Because I don't hate social media. I actually love what it can do for business. I hate when my friends post, uh, look what I just did for copy. Oh, I'm on my way to work. Oh, I just got to work. It sucks today. Oh, I can't wait for a long. I get that. To me, that's the misuse of social media or people just crying for help to get some new friends. But at the end of the day, for businesses, um, specifically restaurants, social media can be absolutely um, uh, game-changing. And it can bring people in uh, to your location uh, a plethora of ways. But the circle of trust, let's just take one step back. People inherently trust other people. So back in the day, if I were new to a town or needed a service, say I needed a lawyer or a dentist, or I'm new to a town and I'm looking for a place to take my kids for ice cream or something like that, um, I would ask a neighbor or a colleague or maybe look it up in the yellow pages to start. And what you're looking for is really a couple of things. You're looking for somebody that hits your price point. That's always a factor, no matter what people say. Um, whether they're rich or poor, it needs to hit their price point before they go get that service or go to that restaurant. They want to make sure that they hear quality, good things because nobody wants to go somewhere where it's like, oh, I've heard really bad things about that guy. I'm going to go use him to clean my teeth and rip out my root canal. It's like, no, if you've heard bad things, you're probably not going to call. And then, you know, furthermore, it's how you feel when you make that connection. So do you communicate well with that business or that person, that service, that restaurant, you know, there's definitely restaurants you walk in and you get a cold feel from the hostess or something like that. And all of a sudden, before you even taste the food, you're already prepared to send the chicken back because it wasn't fried long enough or the wine doesn't taste right. And, you know, when you do the little spin of the glass and and sip it. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, attitude can drive everything. But going back to circle of trust, 
I want to say back in the day, but I mean, five years ago, let's say back in the day, we used to walk two miles uphill in the snow. And, <laughs> oh man! But no, at the end of the day, um, back in the day, uh, you know, your circle of trust extended to your family, your friends, your colleagues, and potentially your neighbors or, you know, people within that inner circle. What social media has done is it's expanded that circle of trust to a whole nother level. If I'm connected with you, I'm now somewhat connected with all the people you're connected to or people in the groups you're connected to. And I don't want to say there's no rhyme or reason, but there is. But what social media platforms do in essence is allow things to go viral. But people now are trusting and Yelp is a great example of this where people are trusting other people that they've never met. I don't know Sally or Jane or Mark or Mike or whoever wrote these 10 reviews for my clients restaurant thankfully they're all five star because they do a great job and their hostess is great you know and everything matches up to their website and it's a quality experience from start to finish but i don't know those people as a consumer if i'm thinking about checking out that location i'm not going to go ask my next door neighbor anymore i'm going to read 10 reviews online or i'm going to go to your social media and see that you're still in business and the last time you posted wasn't four years ago on july 4th telling people to come in in 2013 or something like that. I want to see you're in business, that you're active, that you have likes from people that I might know, um, as well as other people that seem reputable. At the end of the day, that circle of trust has expanded way beyond just walking next door um, and uh, and knocking on the door and saying, where should I go to a dentist? Or I need to, I need to throw a pizza party for my 10-year-old. Who do I, you know, where should we do it? it, it you go online and you post in a, you know, in a town page on Facebook, looking to throw a pizza party for a group of 10 year olds. And within 20 minutes, you'll have 30 replies, some of which right from the restaurant owner saying, come on in, we, we can handle that. And the kids can spin the dough and pin the pepperoni on the pizza and whatever else the kids <laughs> do the parties. So uh, what I'm hearing from you is basically uh, you want people to talk about you online and that comes in many forms, reviews being one of them like Yelp or TripAdvisor or whatever, but also on social media or if people are, are tagging your restaurant, I mean, does, so, does, does SEO take that into account? Like if you tag, uh, you know, at su- such and such restaurant or if you're actually embedded within posts, is that uh, influencing your rank? some trouble hearing you here. I don't know if you can hear me. All right. I lost you there, but I I think I get the gist of the the question is, um, you know, in social media, yes, you want to be, you want people tagging you. You want to influence the customers that, you know, are having a positive experience to, to like you, um, to follow you uh, and share that content in any way, shape or form. So that way when other people, you know, new customers are looking they might, you know, they're going to trust what they're seeing because inherently people trust other people. So Mm -hmm. uh, the best way to do that is establish a foundation. Make sure your business has that foundation set up in social media uh, and then people can uh, gravitate and, and it can scale out from there. They can add their reviews, their pictures and things like that. Awesome. All right. So the last bullet I have, and this is, this excites me because I love sharing tools and resources. Um, So I'm excited for what you're going to recommend, uh, what are some helpful tools and resources you can share with our audience, our audience uh, before I say goodbye? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a pl- uh, plethora of them out there. I mean, if you Google SEO tools, you're going to be tried to sold to and you're going to start to get retargeted to and this and that. Um, you know, to start at a very basic level, we've talked about Google Analytics, uh, Google AdWords. Um, uh, Google AdWords is a uh, software that you can do paid advertising on. Most people are familiar with. Well, they also have a free Google keyword tool. Now, the keyword tool is great. It shows you um, uh, query volumes and level of competitiveness. You know, if you're an Italian restaurant or a steakhouse in a certain location or a seafood restaurant, restaurant, for example, you can get um, some query volumes around what books you should create on your site, in essence, what pages. Um, so I would start with those two. And then ultimately, Google Search Console is another one that allows you to communicate with them about your site, lets them know it exists, what pages you have. And then outside of the Google suite, there are a few localization, and we'll talk more about this in the webinar, but uh, Moz Local is one, Reach Local, and a few others that you can check out um, and, and take a look at that will help. Uh, those are paid software, so a little different than uh, the, the freemium ones. But at the end of the day, um, the best way to do this is to you know just kind of educate yourself and start with the end in mind and don't try to um don't try to bite off more than you can chew crawl before you run and remember what you're good at i wouldn't pretend to go in the back of the kitchen and and cook a good meal where i'd order delivery six nights a week um on the flip side i wouldn't expect a chef or somebody who's never been computer savvy to hop in and expect to be super successful with seo without getting an seo um, expert or somebody who understands it to help with that in mind, it is, it, it is self-teachable and it's not a, a black magic or something that like you need to know somebody to know somebody um, with some good reading and or YouTube uh, slash uh, research, video research and whatnot. You know, a, a restaurant owner can teach themselves the basics to uh, get some success and bring more people into the seat, which is what this is all about. Awesome. Um, so beautiful i guess uh, i'm looking forward to the webinar and uh, you already dropped some teasers but that's going to be december 6th at 11 30 i'll have the link in the show notes this is episode 401 so head over to restaurant unstoppable.com slash 401 i'll link back to all those tools that are recommended plus a summary of today's discussion and you can also find the link to register for that webinar and what exactly uh will you be covering and what will you be teaching us in that webinar yeah, definitely. Um, the sixth was, I think, the fourth. We talked Monday, the fourth, right? Did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we we it was we said Wednesday and we moved it back to Monday. You're right. My bad. Yeah, the no, fourth. I, I just good, wanted to throw that out there. Good no ear, worries. good ear. Go go ahead. No problem. I got my director of marketing communications waving her hand at me. <laughs> uh, she's like, "That's not the day. That's not the day." <laughs> but no, all good. Um, uh, yeah. So on the fourth, we're going to be talking about um, SEO specifically for restaurants. Uh, techniques and tactics you can be doing uh, specifically geared towards localization. I mean, unless there's a, a large cry back to uh, restaurant stoppable that there's a lot of national restaurants in here. Um, I would think that to focus on uh, how to localize in the last two to five years, search engines have made major strides um, with both mobile enhancements as well as how they return results to match the user's geolocation. And uh, I want to talk about some of those techniques, things you can be doing. Uh, Keep it at a very basic level. um, But then again, we will get into some advanced topics. Uh, My goal will be to try to make it make sense for everybody from start to finish. And also to leave you with 
um, some homework or things that you can take away and do on your own and save yourself a couple grand and not paying a consultant to uh, get started with this stuff. If all goes well, uh, that would be the value and should be a great listen. I'll be well caffeinated. And um, <laughs> if anything, we'll make some dumb jokes and we'll have a good time with it. Nice, dude. So I like to wrap up every episode by calling somebody out. So who is one independent restaurant operator? Maybe, maybe somebody you uh, are working with, somebody you admire, one of your clients that you're working with that you think would make a great guest mentor on the show for us. Yeah, absolutely. I saw that you were going to ask me this and I thought through it. And uh, so we have clients that range from uh, restaurant groups in the Caribbean to the largest restaurant group here in Boston we're now working with. And we've done work uh, with legal seafoods in the past. But uh, I mean, I was trying to think of the one to call out and, uh, you know, I can't really call him out. He's a great guy. But um, (laughs) we do work for Gino Ariema, the UConn women's basketball coach, owns a couple of... uh, independent locations down in Connecticut and has been a partner of ours for years. And we're always proud to have a champ be a, a, a client of champ here at, at champ internet. Cause he's won quite his share of titles. If you're into a uh, NCAA women's basketball, you know what I'm talking about with the UConn women's coach, but uh, yeah, Gino's done a great job um, with the food court, at, uh, the Mohegan sun casino. Uh, he owns that as well as um, uh, some independent locations throughout Connecticut. So I don't know if you'll be able to pull that one off, but if you get him as a guest speaker, I think you're, uh, you might awesome. uh, get a different, a little bit of a different audience. All right, Gino, look out, man. I'm coming after you. I'd love to get you on the show and let the folks at home know, Seth, what's the best way to connect with you and your, in your team. If there's any questions, if they want to outsource some work, what's the best way to connect? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. We'll do our, our, uh, our free teaser here. No, uh, champinternet.com. You can find us on our website. It's C H A M P. I N T E R N E T.com. So champ as if you're the best at something or you just won the championship champ internet.com. And you can email uh, info at champ internet.com. Anytime that comes directly to me and my director of business strategy. And we'll take any emails to there and we decide uh, what to do with them. So shoot an email to info at champ internet.com or just go to our site, phone numbers there, contact form on the contact page plethora of ways to reach out to us and uh, we'll get right back to you. Happy to do a free consultation. Take a look at where you're at. Um, If anything, you know, I like to start with the end in mind uh, when people reach out as well and let them know, Hey, there's something here for you. You're doing a great job. You're doing a shitty job. You know, we can help you move this to another level or you should just close your doors. Your restaurant stinks, you know, whatever it is, (laughs) at least we're going to be honest up front, let them know. And then, uh, and then kind of go from there. Awesome, man. Again, this is episode four zero one, if you guys are driving down the street, walking the dog, don't worry about it. You don't have to memorize all that. I will link to it in the show notes. And Seth, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to share your knowledge to make us all a little bit better. There is no questioning, my friend. You are unstoppable. Thank you. Appreciate the time. <laughs> Cheers. Boom. There's another episode wrapped up here at Restaurants Unstoppable. Seth Warby, thank you so much for joining us and to just share your knowledge with us. Uh, it was a great conversation. And I hope you guys join us on December 4th at 1130, not December 6th, my bad. Uh, but yeah, 11th, uh, 1130, December 4th. I'd love for you guys to join us live. Uh, we're going to be talking about social or sorry, um, 
localization, SEO localization. And uh, we're going to do some good stuff, guys. Uh, webinars are new. I've only done two. Uh, I'm getting better at them. And the cool, the thing that's really cool about these webinars is that, that they're interactive. You can ask your questions. I can even turn on your microphone and you can join the conversation uh, if, there's, uh, you know, if there's not too many people there. But the other cool thing, it's not just like a boring PowerPoint presentation. Uh, there's a video component. You'll see Seth and I. But also, we can do screen capture. So if Seth is, uh, say if you, you want to learn more about analytics or Google Analytics or Google AdWords or Google Search Console, or all those things, I can invite Seth back on the show uh, or to do another webinar where he literally takes us through step by step and we can see what's happening on his screen because this is intimidating stuff. Uh, I get it. And it, it, sometimes we need our hand held the first couple times until we can get on our own, like some training wheels. And that's what these webinars will, will do. They will they'll hold your hand. Um, you'll be able to see actually how to do the, these, these things to take your restaurant to the next level. So uh, let me know what your challenges are. Let me know what your interests are. If there's any topics that came up today that you want to dive deeper into, let me know. I'll let Seth know. If Seth's busy, I know other people that could probably help us. And we can really take this thing to the next level. I'm talking about Restaurant Unstoppable 2.0, guys. Um, interactive live uh, where you literally come to me, put me to work for you. And I will I will put myself uh, in touch with the people that can really help you guys take your, your restaurant to the next level. But you got to you gotta take initiative. You got to reach out to me. Eric at RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Uh, I can't wait for the future, guys. It's going to be freaking awesome. It really is. And uh, yeah, keep those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio coming. Uh, I am accepting donations. But the best way to support the show, guys, the way that will really help take this thing to the next level and help me serve you better is by sharing this resource with other people. Anybody you know who is aspiring to be great in the restaurant industry, that's what we're, what th- that's what we're here to do. We're here to make you great. We do that by sharing the stories uh, and the advice and the mentorship from those who are proven to be great. You can see the world through their lens uh, and give you the values you need to really take your life and your career to the next level. So if you knew, if you know anybody who would be interested in that, uh, let them know about this podcast, please. All right, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around this long. I wouldn't be able to do it without you. I love you all. Until next time. Peace out.